So you're telling me there's a chance. Welcome back, episode 80 of Skates at the Stakes. Game of the year, question mark? Those New York Islanders, baby. They lost to three of the worst teams in hockey to only pull off a miracle comeback against a team we're chasing in the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jake, before we get into it, congrats. We've made it to episode 80 here. I know it's been, you know, the two of us for a large majority of most of the podcast. So... A tip of the cap to you, my good pal. And to you, my friend. Um, episode 80, it's a, it's a big, big deal. Um, I think other than this podcast, the farthest we've gotten was 10 or 20, whatever. Um, so th- this is a big deal. And what what a, what a episode to do, episode 80. Um, what a win. Um, just want to thank Steve for filling in for me last episode. Um, and yeah, what a game. I mean... Following one of the worst periods I've ever seen this year with one of the best. And we'll get into it. We are back, for sure. 80 not for Brady. Uh, I know you saw that movie recently. Do you want to give us a quick review on that before we get into it? I actually did not. We we, we ended up not seeing it. We ended up staying home. <laughs> probably for the best. So, as you can probably tell by now, Ryan is not here. Uh, so, it's only me and Jake tonight. Yep. But how about those New York Islanders? Man, where should we even begin? I guess with tonight's game, obviously. Yeah, we we are not going to talk about the Ottawa game. <laughs> Fuck that game, losing to a guy named after a Star Wars spin-off TV show. I was there. I was there. That sucked. You know what didn't Killing. suck? Tonight. I am so mad. This is the second time this year now I got offered a free ticket to go to a game, and I couldn't go. And it was an incredible, not I won't say once-in-a-lifetime comeback, but an incredible comeback. I missed the Colorado Avalanche comeback, and now I missed tonight's comeback. I'm sad. I'm very happy that they won, because if they lost this game, their season was very close to over. Uh, if you lost to the Penguins in regulation, it wasn't looking pretty. But now we are in a playoff spot, even though... Um, Jay Piss is on the internet saying, "Oh, you guys aren't gonna make the playoffs. You guys are. You guys aren't even a playoff spot. Look at the point percentage. Shut the fuck up. We don't care." The New York Islanders. <laughs> Was it pretty? No. Was it memorable? Very. Want to break down the game, Jake? What was your key keys to this game? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was pretty at some points, and it was definitely ugly in some points. But, uh, yeah, um, both teams, that being the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins, first game since Tuesday. I think the Penguins uh, were on their Western Conference road trip. We obviously lost to the Senators. So we're back here at UBS Arena on Billy Smith bobblehead night. Um, I'm sure those are going on eBay for a calm 70 bucks, But, nonetheless... The goaltending matchup was Eli Sorokin and Keisha DeSmith because Tristan Jari is still injured. I believe he's coming back tomorrow. Uh, so maybe he'll play Monday because uh, we do play them Monday as well. But um, for now, Keisha DeSmith saw the net. Uh, first period, pretty boring. First 10 minutes, nothing really going on. And then 
Sidney Crosby, 12 minutes in with his 25th. Um, a lot of controversy. Ryan blaming Noah Dobson. AJ not blaming Noah Dobson. The puck should have, uh, the whistle should have been blown. Um, but Crosby found on the stroke and went in the net, and that was one nothing. Um, listen, I will have my fair share of complaints against Noah Dobson, but um, there's a few few different things on that play that need to be corrected before I start blaming Noah Dobson. Um, it was his birthday, but Aho, um, he should do a better job there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess the whistle shouldn't have blown, but nonetheless, it was one nothing. And then a minute and wait, 56. wait, I want my take on this because we okay. were talking about this a little bit in our group chat. So there's a lot of things to break down with this play. Uh, it's more than just Crosby bitching Noah Dobson, which that did happen. Sidney Crosby is known for, you know, being very good with all his lower body work and his core, his balance, all that hoorah. He's incredible at that. He's known for being very hard to knock the puck off of, and he's going to win those low-bodied battles almost every time, especially against a skinny fuck like Noah Dobson. I love Noah Dobson, but he needs to put some muscle on him this offseason. He needs to get stronger, and he needs to get better defensively. We all know that. I think everyone knows that by now and doesn't have to be said much further. But Sidney Crosby's winning that battle 85% of the time against anyone in the NHL. There's a reason why he's been so good for so long without being the most flashiest guy in the world. And that's one of them. He wins everything like that. He does everything, you know, to make himself the best player available without having all the flash and the harder shot and, you know, all that, um, all those attributes. So that's one thing that's like, I was like, um, it still is Sidney Crosby. The fact that he even realized that that puck wasn't, that was loose. I don't even think Noah Dobson saw that it was loose, which I mean... You could blame Noah for, sure, but also Sidney Crosby. Some kind of mix in between that area and that, too. But mm, the real complaint, Sebastian Aho didn't clear the front of the net. Got to clear the front of the net, and Sorokin made the save, but he let it, you know, trickle through him. Which happens, but I'm not going to blame it fully on Noah Dobson there. A lot of things happen to get to that point, and Crosby still is a world-class, one of the best players to ever do it. Just not the flashiest, like we've said on this podcast many times. Continue. Yeah, Noah, Noah Dobson definitely needs to um, realize this offseason that he needs to bulk up because, not talking about this, you know, certain play, but definitely certain plays, um, it's quite evident. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was Sidney Crosby. Um, again, I thought the whistle should have been blown, nonetheless. Uh, a minute and 56 later, one of the funniest goals I've ever seen, the dick goal by Anders Lee. Um, great play by Barzell. Um, pass it to Lee. He shot it, and it was on the Smith. The Smith's um, down, the, uh, and that whistle wasn't blown. And it's on his pants, so Lee just kind of shoots it off his dick, <laughs> off the Smith's dick. And, and Butch, Butch was on one today. He kept calling him um, the Casey. <laughs> the Casey, yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, f- funniest goal I've ever seen uh, by Anders Lee, his 20th. Uh, we'll get into him. He really stepped up today. Um, but that was assisted by Barzell, and it was 1-1 at the end of the first, and shots that period were 18-8 Pittsburgh, uh, so not great. And then the but, second period was... But that goal came from the new first line of Anders Lee, Bo Horvat, and Matthew Barzell. 
So Lane has, you know, the blender happened for the 500th time this season. It happened a few times in-game as well. The blender happened, and we now have Lee, Barzal, Horvat. Not in that order, obviously. Horvat's a center. We What do we have? Parisi, Nelson, Palmieri? That's what they started out with? Yeah. And then on the third line, it was Bailey, Sezikis, Holmstrom. And then on yeah. the fourth line... We had Martin, my boy, Andy Andreoff. He did not look good, sadly. And Hudson Fashing. A lot of blender going on, but uh, they won. Yeah, we obviously didn't announce this because it happened a few days ago, but, um, or I guess before the Ottawa game, uh, Paggio was placed in IR. At first, Otto Koivo was recalled. He played on Tuesday. I missed the game Tuesday. He probably looked terrible. He did. Um, he did. I was there. He sucked. Yep. Uh, he was sent down to Bridgeport, and Andreev was called up, and he was given number 18, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely played a game of hockey today. I, I don't think it was as bad as people were saying, but, I mean, I mean what do you expect? It is Andy Andreev at the end of the day. Um, he shouldn't be on the power play. He just should not. Well, yeah, obviously. There's no reason for him being anywhere near the power play. But I tweeted this out today. Look at the second-line power play unit. Besides Parisi and Palmieri, you have Josh Bailey. You have Sebastian Ajo, who, you know what, Ajo, if you want to give him the benefit of the down saying, you know, he's a fine player. Sure, I guess. I don't. I still kind of disagree with that. But you have... Aho Bailey and now Andy Andreoff. You had Otto Koivula filling in on that power play Tuesday. Why? Just put Sezikis there. Put someone that knows the guys better than Andy Andreoff or Otto Koivula. The only reason why I could understand Koivula is he's a big body and he'll get in front of the net and he can screen the goalie. Other than that, he should not be on the power play and he wasn't even screening the goalie if I, re- if I remember correctly. I think he was in the uh, bumper spot where Pajot would be. Yeah, he was just replacing Pajot, and I think the puck went to him. He wasn't even looking, and then it went behind him. Um, I'm sure it'll get changed. Um, hopefully Pajot's okay. I doubt he plays tomorrow, maybe Monday. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's just got to be someone else there. Maybe even Simon Holmstrom. I, I don't even, like, it just cannot be Andy Andrea. <laughs> I get he has 20 goals in Bridgeport, but he's not here to be or try to try to be a goal scorer. He's you know he's here to play the fourth line. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a thing that happened. Um, obviously, the first unit's great and all, but the second unit is just ah, eh, great's a bit of an overstatement. Still, it, it's it's been it's been better. Yeah, I mean, in overtime <laughs> they fucking blow, but they got one today. They um, did that. They did one for two. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, three minutes in, this was. In an awful period where Pittsburgh was in the zone for a solid, I think, eight minutes. The first eight minutes, they were in the zone for quite a while. Uh, but three minutes in, Ricard Raquel got his 20th, assisted by Crystal Tang and Jake Gensel. Fancy points for me. Uh, I have both those guys. I'm only down by 80 now, so that's fun. <laughs> it was just bad defense by Romanov and Mayfield. Mayfield should have blocked the pass, and Romanov was kind of dozing off near in no man's land near nobody when he could have probably got on to Ricard Raquel. Also, isn't Ricard Raquel having a pretty good year? He actually, I mean, he got a second goal, which we're getting into, but that, that's his 21st of the year. So Solid year for him. Pretty, pretty decent, yeah. Um, then a few minutes later, Jason Zucker with his 14th. 
That made it 3-1. Uh, that was assisted by POJ and Chad Ruettle. And then finally, Brock Nelson did his, I guess, trademarked wraparound. Uh, apparently, no other NHL player in the league has gotten a wraparound goal more than once. That's Brock Nelson's third. Uh, he did it against, well, he did it today, he did it against Carolina. I think he did it against someone else. I'm, I'm blanking, but I remember they highlighted that in the broadcast. But that was his 23rd, assisted by Romanov and Mayfield. And, of course, a few minutes later, Ricardo Kell got his second. That was assisted by Crosby and Pedersen. That was with a minute three. So for a little, for a little bit, it looked like we were going to go down 4-2 in the second. But then Anders Lee um, with another goal. That was his second, assisted by the birthday boy, Sebi Ajo and Matt Barzell. And we're going into going after a very bad period, only down one. So, you know, not the end of the world. And then, obviously, the third period. Um Five minutes and we got a power play on another Pierre Oliver Joseph uh, penalty. He took two. This time he tripped Matt Barzell and that fucking rat Brian Russ was complaining about something. Um, but yeah, a, a ripper one-timer off a Dobson pass um, for Brock Nelson's 24th. That was beautiful to see. Um, again, assisted by Anderson and Noah Dobson. And then with three minutes left, uh, it was a two-on-one. Zach Parise kind of got open. Brock Nelson looked like he passed it to him, but for a minute, looked like it went off Brian Russ's stick to give Brock Nelson the hat trick. But in Zach Parise's 1,200th game, he is, for now, um, a bunch of hours after the game, credited with the goal um, with his 15th, and he's only making $750,000 this season. Um, pretty crazy. Uh, but, yeah, congrats to Zach. No more forgetting goal number two for playing 1,200 games. Maybe 1,200 more. I'm kidding. Um, but that was assisted by Brock Nelson, Kyle Palmieri, and the Islanders held on at the end. Um, they were outshot 44-28, to 28, but it did not matter. Um, three stars for Zach Parise. Second star was Anders Lee, who had two goals and an assist. And Brock Nelson had two goals and an assist. Um, stroke him 40 saves. And, and yeah, it's, uh, it was a win. And they're in the playoffs, even though... Um, Point percentage and my mentions would tell me otherwise. I, I, I logged off Twitter. I, I'm not even like purposely logged off. I just I was doing something. I came back 20 minutes later. I had 86 notifications from that <laughs> bozo's tweet. I, I guess because you have games in hand, you automatically win those games in hand. That's what they're acting like. I understand the Sabers have like four or five less games played than us. I like. Right now, my point was, that I, I this is why I said, I said, my brother in Christ, we're literally in the playoff spot right now. And he was talking about, in April, we'll have like 86 games. Like, he was trying to be snarky. My point was, right now, they're in the playoff spot, because right now, they're in the playoff spot. That that was my, doesn't matter. It was a must-win game, and they won, and more importantly, they won in regulation. Um, and now they have a pretty big game again tomorrow um, against Boston in Boston. Um so, yeah, that'll hopefully be a fun one, <laughs> but it might not. Boston's played one game this entire week, so they're well-rested, and we will not be well-rested. It's not pretty, yeah. but also New York <laughs> Islanders hockey. So, going back to your little uh, argument on Twitter.com, this all started from the Ryan O'Reilly blockbuster question mark trade. What was the trade? It was a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, Abramov, Adam, and Abramov. Adam Gaudet 
for Ryan O'Reilly and Nolachari? Yep. Okay, so um, here's where it gets fun. 50% of the cap was retained by the St. Louis Blues. 25% of the cap was retained by the Minnesota Wild. So the Maple Leafs will only be taking on 25% of his cap hit. And the Wild got a fourth-round pick from, I guess, I don't know who in compensation. Yeah, I'm going to have to check the cap friendly for that. I think I explained that to the best of my ability. Yeah, uh, let's see exactly uh, the trade. Well, no, I listed the trade entirely there, Jacob. No, no, no. Uh, so, so Minnesota got in the fourth round. So Toronto traded a fourth too. Was who was the prospect that they had that had the heart condition? Uh, the least was it? It wasn't Abramov, right? It might. It might be Amirov. It might. Yeah, Amirov. That's who it was. Yeah. I know Abramov is one of their uh, more touted prospects. Is not their best one. Obviously, that is nice, but uh. They get solid player. Very easy to be a good player, but they get Ryan O'Reilly, who is definitely having a bad year. He has less points than Josh Bailey, so put that in perspective. But I still think he'll be a solid player for them, especially at that cap hit. Nolachari, I know me and you, or you and I, both really liked Nolachari a few years ago. They got two good players, and they're going to help them definitely compete better in the playoffs. Will it push them over that hump? I don't know. Could they get out of the first round? I don't know yet. But you can't really judge this trade until it's the end of the season. That's how I'm kind of looking at it. I think they overpaid. You could definitely say that because look what we got for Bo Horvat. Look what we gave up, excuse me, for Bo Horvat. We gave up less for a much better player, a much younger player. You know, like they gave a first, second, and a third, and a prospect. I think Rock 2 is better than... Abramov, I still think Abramov's like, what's he, a C, B-level prospect? No, you're more the prospect guy than I am. I've heard I his name around, though. I he's a B-level prospect. And Adam Gaudet's nothing special, obviously. But they gave a lot for a guy who's been really bad this year. Yes, they do get Nolachari as well, who's been fine. He's been pretty good. But nothing matters unless they get out of the first round and make an actual playoff run. And that's kind of what Dubas is doing. He was saying how they weren't going to trade the first-round pick for a rental. This is a rental move. You're not bringing back Ryan O'Reilly more likely than not. They only have, like, $12 million in cap, and they only have, like, 14 players rostered for next year. It wouldn't make sense, but I guess we've seen crazier stuff happen before. What do you think of the trade, Jake? I said um, right away this was a massive overpay by the Leafs. Um... I do like the fits for both O'Reilly and especially Achari. I think that bottom six definitely needs no no Achari. But to give him a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a decent-level guy like uh, Mikhail Abramov um, for a rental and, you know, maybe not a rental and no Achari, um, I don't know. But, I, again, well. Ryan O'Reilly undoubtedly is having a bad year, but maybe, you know, he goes to Toronto and, you know, we can see the Ryan O'Reilly we saw a few years ago. And that, you know, immediately changes things, especially if uh, he gets them over the hump. But um, on impact, a lot of picks going um, out of Toronto. But I, I get it. They don't need picks. But, you know, you could have used that for the, you could have used that first for other guys in the market. I did not expect the Leafs to get Ryan O'Reilly. Um, so I, w- I was stunned. Um, this is why I was getting ratioed. Oh, no, this actually, 
that's why I got British Witcher. First, never mind. I, I was off my phone for a bit, and then I saw that, and then the whole storm occurred. Um, yeah, I really like it for the Blues. Uh, I think they have three first now. Um, yeah, with the Stars or the whatever the worst first one, first round pick is of the Stars slash Rangers. And wait, they might wait, have so, more. So they got one for they got one from Tarasenko and they have their own. Oh, okay. okay. Yep, yeah, nice talking to you. They might even get more too if they tried to if they trade Pareko, They could. I know it hasn't been great, but they could still probably get a first. Barbashev. I don't think Barbashev brings back a first. I think Pareko, I he his name holds value, obviously, still from winning the Stanley Cup. I think he could probably get a first for that. Would I give up a first for that though? Probably not. Um, it depends. I think depends the team you have. I wouldn't want him on the Islanders because he would just add to our not being able to defend problem because we wouldn't be able to make him back to prime. I, it's weird to say prime Colton Pareko, but, you know, younger Colton Pareko where he was just coming into the league and was an absolute stud on Team North America and was really, really, really good up and coming. Guess who's getting the most amount of money from the Blues? Uh, Nick Letty. No, it's Brayden Shen. Oh, wait, 6. Nick, 5. is Nick Letty? Yeah, Letty's there, yeah. Brayden Shen's been really good this year. Yeah, I just think it's crazy. Um, there's a few guys getting six and a half. I kind of cheated with that questionnaire, but it's Shen. Obviously, Kyrou and Thomas, 8.1 kicks in next year. But for now, it's Shen, Justin Falk, Tori Krug, and Colton Pareko. Um, if Pareko gets traded, that is a long contract. So uh, He is not a UFA until 2029. That is a long time from now. Yeah, no one's giving him a first-round pick for that. He, I mean, he's still a decent player, pretty good player, yeah. but that's a big contract. I didn't realize it was that long. He just had a sign-it then recently, too. I guess it was right at, when did he sign it? 2020? 2021? Yeah, probably. It's had to be. Okay, so, yeah. So this all started because Jay Fresh, uh, noted hockey Twitter guy, was talking about the trade, and he was like, oh, Ryan O'Reilly's been, he's had a bad year on a really bad team. Maybe he'll be better on a good team. When we trade for Bo Horvat, well, Islanders bad, you know, yada, yada. Him, maybe not so much, but it's the same Toronto media idiot saying, look at our golden boy, look at this golden goose we got in Ryan O'Reilly, to when the Islanders get the actually really good hockey player, well, Islanders, you suck, you're not making playoffs, ha ha ha, um, Harry Styles rating every least player by what Harry Styles song they would be, the same old malarkey. It's a sick and tiring narrative, it's just stupid, and they play, play it so well, it's incredible, you can predict what's going to happen every time. You see the small market team that everyone loves to hate because, you know, the Tavares crap and how, you know, we generate clicks. We are pretty, for a smaller, you know, for a smaller market, we're a pretty big fan base to say the least. And we're a passionate one. We, getting us riled up will generate clicks and everyone knows that by now. So that's why everyone does it. Maybe should we stop biting? Maybe. Or fuck them. Keep going with it. I don't care. It's fun. I had a good time fucking around today. Yeah, so basically that's where that whole crap started from. Bo Horvat's a New York Islander for eight more years, and we gave up less than the Leafs did for a rental, potential rental, and Ryan O'Reilly. Hold that Toronto, but we'll see how it plays in the playoffs. 
A lot of people were comparing, and I love this move for them, and I hate it because it's the Rangers, but a lot of people comparing the Tarasenko one to the Horvat one. Um, it's just the same media. It's just, it's awful. It's, I, it's... I'd still rather I, have Horvat than Tarasenko. Oh, <laughs> Horvat's no, a much better player. Absolutely. He's better all around. Uh, I think they're about, who's younger? Uh, has to be Horvat, right? Tarasenko's like 31. Tarasenko, yeah, definitely Horvat. Tarasenko is 31. I think Horvat's 27. Yeah. Definitely. No, I'm trying to think through rookie cards. Their rookie cards are around the same time, but I forgot that Russia Russia attacks for Tarasenko, who's a very good player. I won't say he's a not, you know, I'm not like, oh, he sucks now that he's a Ranger. He still is a very good player, but we all knew they were going to get someone. They had two first-round picks. It's not a shock they'll end one of the big names on the market. You know? Yeah, I was just shocked they um they got the Blues to take Sammy Boy, who who scored in his first Blues game <laughs> after not scoring in forty with the Rangers, which I think is so funny. But um, yeah, I can't say I'm not like a little jealous they got Tarasenko because obviously that was number one on my list. Um, he's he's look fine. Um, he's playing with Artemi Panarin. I mean, it's just- probably gonna work out. Yeah, just go on the power play and you'll get points, basically. Especially with how many power plays they get. Oof. Yeah, the winner today. Yeah, yeah. My fantasy team is not loving it right now. They are not Mick loving it. But. I think. What? I was going to say, I think, I think I'm eliminated at this point. <laughs> yeah, your season just might be Jover. Yeah. You know whose season's not Jover? The New York Islanders. So let's go through their upcoming week, uh, starting with tomorrow. Obviously, we won't be able to tell you what happens tomorrow, but we got Boston on Sunday, or Saturday, excuse me. We have Pittsburgh on Monday, away. Both games are away. We have Winnipeg on Wednesday, which I will be there for with Ryan, and we have the Kings on Friday at home. All these teams are playoff teams and pretty, you know, well-rounded, I'd say, to say the least. Well, maybe not well-rounded, but contenders. Yeah, the Kings are Kings are having a good year. I like the Kings, but we're going to beat them. Hopefully. <laughs> it's not an easy week. It's gauntlet, gauntlet point 3.0 now at this point. Yeah. I uh, will say the Jets are kind of struggling recently. Not like struggling means, but like they they are five and five in the last ten, just kind of struggling to find a little bit of consistency. Uh, lost the Blue Jackets yesterday, um, so we'll see. Um, Kings, yeah, they're good. I I want to bet on a Kempe goal. He's been on fire. They're on a three game winning streak. Um, One of my better takes of liking Adrian Kempe. Yeah, um, you never know. What, never know what happens uh, tomorrow. And I think Monday, I mean, we just continuously play Pittsburgh well. Um, so we'll see what happens. And then after that, we're done with Pittsburgh. Um, for good. A sweep would, sweep would be nice. Well, maybe not for good. Maybe in the postseason. Yeah, but it, if you, they could even steal a point tomorrow, I am the happiest Absolutely. man on the planet. Just get a point and we're all happy. Two points, I'm literally shrieking outside the neighborhood. Uh, maybe should not have said that, but hey, you get... You get the reference. 
I'm more concerned about beating down on the Penguins Monday. That's more more of an important game. And we have to worry about the Capitals, and we have to even worry about the Sabres coming up. I'm not really worried about the Panthers. I know they've been playing really, really, really well the last few weeks. I don't rate their team. They can't make any moves. They ha- they still don't have the depth they need for a playoff push here, in my opinion. They're close. I don't think they'll be able to do it, though. They don't. They don't have the facilities for the moves. Buffalo, very good, very young team, very high offense, but like I said, very young. They've been showing a lot of lapses at times, and I don't think they're going to get in because of that. And I'm really not worried about Detroit. They might be trading Larkin, so hopefully that happens. That would be very nice for us. Tomorrow is a big day for standing watching. They got we got the Panthers in Nashville at 2. The Devils play Pittsburgh at 5.30, and I believe Jack Hughes is back, so... Uh, they should probably win that one. Uh, the stadium series, that which has been so poorly advertised, Capitals versus the Hurricanes, I believe Ovi will still probably be out. Um, his father passed away uh, a few days ago. No idea how long he'll be out, but I'm sure it'll, uh, it'll be at least a few more games. Um, and the Kraken play the Red Wings, and the Sabres play the Sharks. So, yeah, going to be a fun day. <laughs> I genuinely did not know that there was an outdoor game going on tomorrow. I consider myself pretty up-to-date with hockey. I've been a little bit busy like the last week and a half. I had no clue there was an outdoor game. They have not advertised for it at all. Or maybe they have. I just haven't been looking for it. No, no, no. They they have not. They have done such a poor job. Um, but nobody is surprised by that. I was thinking about going this one, too. It's um, It's at NC State, right? The football field? That's a great question. Who would know? Because they don't advertise <laughs> it properly. It is at, yeah, Carter-Finley Stadium. I was talking about going to this with Fal. Uh, funny enough, we'll probably watch it with her tomorrow. But we need to be back in one of those. Did you go when we when we played against the Rangers at Yankee Stadium in 2013? No, I did not. I wish. Um, so sick. I did get a puck. I did get a puck, though. My friend gave me a puck. So sick. One of the best experiences I've had in my life, and hopefully we can go as a podcast next time that happens. Brock Nelson got the one goal of that game. Yep, Brock Nelson did get that. I'm like, oh, Brock Nelson. Those those uh, pom-pom beanies still go hard to this day. Oh, yeah. Prospect time? Yeah, and before, before that, uh, i got to bring this up. Bridge, the Bridgeport Islanders introduced their third jerseys today, and it, it is a fisherman concept jersey. I think it's sick, um, and I think it's definitely a sign that the fisherman concept is not going anywhere. I think the owners are just going to continue to incorporate the fisherman. It's done great for sales this year. Everyone loves the fisherman except Rob Taub. Um, but, yeah, uh, looks very nice on Bridgeport. I believe they're wearing it five times the rest of this year. I saw the jersey. My coworker sent it to me. I don't know how I feel about it. I think the white is clean. I think having the white shoulders is pretty ugly, though. I'm not a fan of the shoulders and the piping by the shoulders. I think the orange wave, having the Bridgeport Islanders logo in that, is absolutely fire, though. And I do think the Fisherman on a white jersey does look very nice. I just think the shoulders and the piping on the shoulders looks kind of stupid because it's, like, white, blue piping, white. If they had it, like, blue on the shoulders, it might look a little bit better, in my opinion. Or maybe even orange. Yeah, that, that's definitely fair, but I, I just think it's cool incorporating the fishermen still and the Bridgeport on, like, the top and, like, 
the vintage lettering. I think that's cool. Um, can't wait to see um, MD4 wear it if he is not traded. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I want him to be traded, but it would definitely be interesting to not see him in that jersey. Yep, he'll be... Um, well, I, I, I said he's going to love St. Louis. Maybe not anymore. Uh, maybe somewhere else. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Bridgeport... As always, have been in up and down lately, but today they did beat the Hartford Wolfpack six three. I'm gonna pull up now, but I believe the goals were by Chris Terry, uh, Paul Ledoux, Jimmy Lambert, William Dufour, um, Duran Duran, and Adekoyo. I, I nailed that. I really did. Um, but yeah, there's not really other than recently Shikov. You know what is there to look out for in Bridgeport? Uh, they are in a playoff spot right now, um, which I guess is a good thing. But yeah, now no Atu Ratu. Um, I'm completely forgot William Dufour. Uh, he's down there too. Bold up. Uh, but right, yeah. Bold Duke. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all saw Samuel Bold Duke uh, come up the NHL. What he did, he's back down. Obviously, Robin Sallow is <laughs> is down there. Um, Anyone else I'm forgetting? I don't think so. I know Vincent Savini is having a nice year. Um, but, yeah, well, maybe they'll make the playoffs again. Um, it'd be nice. But the real real talk of the town, um, I'm going to bring up two guys. Um, number one, Isaiah George had a beautiful goal last week. Did you see that goal? Yeah, it was yeah, I think, I think very, you know, very I mean, nice. You know I what saw I'm it. referring to. Yeah. Yeah, unreal year for him so far. He's only 19. Hopefully he'll sign his ELC by the end of their season. Um, 18 points in 42 games. I've been hearing good things from him. And obviously, the one that everyone's talking about for the worst prospect system of the league, Matthew Maggio. Um, he's an overager. Stop. He'll be in Bridgeport, definitely, um, at the end of the Windsor Spitfire season after he's done carrying Shane Wright's... Um, on his back, 50 games, 42 goals, 46 assists, 88 points. I believe that is leading the OHL in goals and points um, and plus minus. I think Phil tweeted that the other day. Um, so we'll see. You know, there's still some guys that um, can crack the pipeline, guys like Bull Duke. Uh, Simon Holmstrom's already up here. Um, Russell Nishikov made the AHL also game last week. I know this means a lot. Um but hey, the last AHL also got for the honors was Devontae's, and we all know how that ended up. Um, so, congrats to Ruslan Ishikov for having a great career with the pick a random team, Dallas Stars. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna trade um, Ishikov uh, for uh, Pavelski when he's forty. Me and Joe. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, As a George, like I said, Kyle Odilius. And uh, Matt Maggio. So, you know, maybe there's, there's still some guys. I know everyone's depressed and shit. Um, that Atu Ratu's gone, but... I'm not. We got Bo Horvath. Who gives a I know, fuck? I know, I know. I'm not not saying me. <laughs> Trust me, friend. But, uh, yeah, that should be it now on this land, I, I think. Uh, Liverpool play tomorrow. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, we play Newcastle at 1230. A lot of people are optimistic. I don't know why. If you win this game, 
top four is basically in your hands. If you could beat one of the teams in the top four, it looks a lot better. We have games yeah. in hand, you know, ooh, the whole games in hand conversation coming back together, but just just win. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of uh, uh, tenseness also because of what happened last time we played in Newcastle with the uh, Fabio, Fabio goal. Yeah. I'm excited, yeah. though. I'll be able to watch it, hopefully. Yeah. I believe Virgil's back. He should be starting, so that'll be fun. Tiago's dead. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's Liverpool. If they if they win, I'm happy. If they don't win, I live across a mighty large ocean away, so I'm not going to cry too heavily about it. It's not my Islanders, but I do care about Liverpool. It's, it's going to be a, hopefully a fun day. we got Liverpool at 1230. Um, Islanders at 5. So, yeah. Can't forget about the Stadium Series game at 8. We're doing more advertising right now for it than the NHL did. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully two wins. Um, that's all I'll say. Yep. And with that, it's episode 80. So we'll plug the socials and we'll head out real quick. You can find me on Twitter at Tevito Hockey. You can find Jake on Twitter at Prime Jakey. You can drag him and add to his mentions count. You can find our usual co-host, other co-host, Ryan at Rat Martin. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Skates and Stakes. You can find us on Instagram at Skates at the Stakes. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 80 of Skates at the Stakes. Have a good one. Peace out, everybody.